thank you for the sharing today about your amazing love for us, Lord, and I pray for the worship band as they lead us in worship songs to talk about your amazing love. Lord, they'll touch our hearts, and I pray for a communion service as well a little later on and the message as well. And we put this in your hands. Thank you for our Facebook friends that are with us today, and I pray you'll bless them as well as they participate in this service. We ask this in Jesus' name. You guys want to stand and sing with us this is a, a new one to northridge um you might have heard it before on on the radio or something but um it's a fun one so even though you might not know it just uh, follow along with us Almighty God, we lift you high. 
victorious, you are the only king forever. Almighty God, we lift you higher. You are the only king forever, forevermore. You are victorious.
Oh 
Transition. This one. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, thanks, guys. A uh, couple quick announcements. Um, we have communion today. So if you're with us on Facebook, please grab something that represents the body and blood of Christ. Um, whatever you think is suitable. Because I know a lot of people don't have those weird uh, church crackers and grape juice at home. So be creative. But we'd love for you to have communion with us. So a couple quick announcements. Um, one, uh, obviously, if you're here with us live, we have resources over there, daily breads, New Testaments, um, Christian books, newsletters. All those things are free. Please take them if you would like one. If you're watching online and you'd like, like one, please um, let us know. We'll get one to you. Um, and then we have our offering box over there for your tithes and offerings if you'd like to give those or else we use an app called tithely it's spelled t-i-t-h-e-l-y and just search for northridge community church rockford illinois and you give that way as well and which one? Oh yeah we do we do outreaches in uh, Rockford once a month where we uh, some people from our church uh, Jeff and Ann go but um, Patty's gone before I'd like to go sometime where um, we give out items to people who are in need so if you've ever had a hard time where you just can't even buy normal necessities um, that happens unfortunately it happens a lot so we try to provide those things to people who are in need. Um, and you could either bring items uh, to give to church or you could, you could help donate your time and help give those things out. So things like toilet paper, deodorant, shampoo, conditioner, um, non-perishable foods, um, sweatshirts, underwear, socks, all kinds of things, the basic necessities. So if, if you'd like to help out and give to those uh, give to that ministry, please bring it into church. And if you can't make it to church, please uh, contact us and we can we can pick it up probably. So that's it as far as announcements are concerned. We're going to go right into communion. Okay. So would you like to come up and Jeff's going to come up and we're going to we're going to do communion together. Thanks for the. Thank you, Dan. Appreciate it. Thank you, Don. Thank you very much. 
We're going to be having a moment just to reflect on all the God's blessings to us, all he's done in our life, all he's done to save us, and to be grateful. Jesus wanted us to remember him. He knew that we'd be prone to forget because we get so busy with life. But he wants us to take time on a regular basis to remember all he's done for us. So this is our opportunity to kind of recommit our heart, maybe for you know the summer or even for the month of May, to just uh, commit to live for him, to serve him, to look for opportunities to honor him in any way we can. So let's be silent for just a second, and then we're going to take the elements of the, the bread and the cup. Father, we come to you as flawed people, people that know sin in our life. We want to honor you, Lord. We want to live our life to please you. We want to be more like you. We want to, we want to serve you, Lord, with, with all we have and to look for opportunities to help other people in need. We want to uh, reflect the, the love of Christ that you've given to us to other people. We want to be your ambassadors and your witnesses in this world. So, Lord, as we take the, uh, the bread and the cup today, representing your broken body and your shed blood, Lord, I pray that this is our way of identifying with you. By taking this, we're saying we are your followers. We identify with what you did for us on the cross. And we want to be sacrificial as well. It says in Romans 12, 1, that we need to be uh, a living sacrifice, the kind that will please and honor you. We want to be willing to sacrifice our lives daily, Lord, giving up our rights to help other people in need and uh, serve other people to show the love of Christ. And so, Lord, we thank you for this opportunity to remember you right now. And I pray that we will be changed because we're on holy ground as we remember all you've done for us and to be grateful to you. For it's in Jesus' powerful and precious name we pray. Amen. As we take the bread in our hand, I want you to think about two things. Two things that, that this reminds me of. Number one, the fact that the bread represents Jesus' flesh. Jesus was a human. He is God, 100% God. He was also 100% human. He had the same feeling we do. He was tempted like us, though he never sinned. He, he felt pain. He felt love. He felt kindness. He felt contempt. Jesus was a human. He's the incarnation of God in Christ. But then he had to have his body broken for us. He knew he was born to die. He knew he had to die for our sins. He knew that was the plan. He knew that he was the only one that could do it. Nobody else could have done it. Because only Jesus had never sinned. And so Jesus was willing to have his body broken and brutally beaten. Beyond recognition. You wouldn't even know who he was when he was beaten so badly. And, and tortured, flogged, and hung on a cross. He did that because he wanted to save us. He wanted to be the, the way to, for us to get to heaven, a relationship with his Father, and forgiveness of our sins. So Jesus says to all of us, this is my body, broken for you. Take it and eat it all. Thank you, Jesus, for sacrificing your body for us. We love you. Thank you.
going to pray before uh, taking the cup here. Um, dear Lord, we we come to you and we thank you for what this represents, your uh, <clears throat> breaking of your body and the shedding of your blood. We know that without the shedding of blood, there's no remission of sins. And you are the one who finished that, Lord. You're the last blood that had to be shed for forgiveness of sins. Amen. We accept that right now in your name, Jesus. And we accept your salvation that comes from that. We also accept the, the healing that comes. Um, like in Isaiah 53, it says, by your stripes, we are healed. So, Lord, we lift up anything, any psychological problem we have right now, any physical problem we have right now, any illness we have. We lift those things up in the name of Jesus. We ask you would heal us in Christ Jesus' name and make us whole like we will be uh, in heaven forever one day. So we thank you for this, Lord, and we, we take this cup. And thank you in Jesus' name. Please take and drink this cup. Lord, we thank you for this reminder. Thank you for allowing us to be your children, your servants. May we live in a way that will honor you in our daily life. How we act towards others, what the words we say, our actions, Lord, they would reflect that Jesus Christ is our Lord and our Savior. For we ask this all in Christ's name. Amen. Amen. We're starting a new series today. Um, you know, I was kind of struggling and trying to figure out because when uh, the newsletter will be out, be out next week, um, we uh, trying to figure out the right messages to preach for the next two months. And the Lord gave me, I uh, Charles Stanley just passed away about a week and a half ago. He was a great pastor down in Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, my parents actually had a chance to visit him with my grandmother, my dad's mom, many, many years ago, probably 30 years ago. And, and he spent so much time talking to my grandma. She was probably in her mid-80s then. And he came up to her and spent about five or ten minutes talking to her to the church service. They were blown away that he took so much time just talking to her and just being kind to her. And I really enjoy his messages. I still do. I'll keep listening to his messages because they're so powerful. They're so biblical. They're sound, they're sound doctrine. And, uh, and I used to love the way the... In Touch magazine was the devotional magazine. They kind of changed it. They just have a picture on it now. I liked it when they used to have a topic. And this is back probably in the ninth. Well, let's see, it was January 2002. Uh, they had this one on In Touch, God's Amazing Love. And so I took that and kind of ran with it. And then I realized it's Mother's Day next Sunday. So the, the closest thing on this earth to God's love, I believe, is a mother's love for her children. And we'll talk about that next Sunday, because uh, and I, we'll talk about why that's that. And my, I might be wrong, but that's my that's my premise. And so next Sunday is going to be uh, a mother's unconditional love. There's, then there's also Father's Day, which is always the third Sunday in in June. And I, the well, the sermon that Sunday is God uh, the Father's supportive love. And the, but we're every ser every sermon the next two months is going to be a, 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 
uh, an aspect of Christ's love. So we're talking today about God's amazing love. Uh, Don and Dan and I were talking earlier, and Don had a great idea, I think, that if you would like, to, if anybody would like to just have a, sh a verse that really means a lot to you, starting next Sunday, if you want to just uh, raise your hand or during the sharing time or something, if you want to just share a verse, it doesn't have to be, doesn't have to tie in with God's amazing love. It could be anything that means a lot to you. We'd like to have you just say, hey, well, I'd like to share a verse with you, and just get up and read it. You don't have to even go into detail about why it means something to you, but just read a verse that means a lot to you. So we're going to start doing that next week. If you want to do that, we're an open church anyway. I love when I, sh when I share a message, I love to have you get involved because I know my favorite teachers throughout my career in school were, my, were the ones that were either funny or uh, they, they were interesting. They'd get you involved in the, in the, in the class. I think of a couple of my teachers in, in, uh, back at uh, one in Fort Wayne and one here at Rock Valley that were very good teachers because they got you involved in, in the class. And that's how I think you learn best is when you're actually involved in the process. So we're talking today about God's amazing love. And I'm going to also have my green Bible here. When I, when I became a Christian, well, when I became a, a stronger Christian here in Rockford, when I came here in 1971, I was given a, a Bible by Frank and Sonia Beach. The Living Bible, this is kind of this olive green Bible. It's kind of a fake leather. But uh, we all got one of these, and they're still around. Don, you probably have one in your file. Don, I don't know if you guys have one or not, but I've got a few of them, and I'm going to keep bringing them. I'll put, I'll put some out. So I really like this Bible because it, it's so easy to read. It's, and by the way, now it's, a tr it's an official translation. It was a paraphrase. Now it's called the New Living Bible tr Translation. It's the same Bible. They just gave it some more credibility by making it a translation. It always was a translation. Um, but it's so well easy to read. And I love it. So I'm going to try to bring as many as I can to this church. If you want to take one, I'd encourage you to take one and just mark it up because that's how you learn. So today we're talking about God's amazing love. And um, I want to just ask you, um, and I have a few points. And I was going through a lot of different messages, a lot of different uh, commentaries about this. And I, I found one the, uh, by a guy, I don't know this guy's name, but his name is Dennis Lee. And I just kind of took off from some of the things he said uh, in a sermon, he talked about God's love for us. I want to just talk about some aspects. This could go on forever, by the way. You know, there's probably hundreds of aspects of God's love you could talk about. But I'm just going to talk about a few today, okay? So does anybody want to share? Why do you think, can you think about, maybe you have one of your own right now. What is one aspect of God's love that amazes you? What is one aspect of God's love that amazing. I know I'm catching you off this on the spot here, so you might not have one right away, but think about it. Um, does anybody have one on, on the spot right now? Clyde? He loves us in spite of ourselves. That's right, and I actually that's going to be one of my points exactly. Exactly, Carrie, back there. He forgives us. He's a loving and forgiving God. That's great. That's so powerful. And Don? Not because we do bad and not love us. He loves us because he chooses to, he and cho that is amazing. Yeah, he chooses to love us, not by anything we do, but just, by, just because of who, who we are. And who are we? we are, it says in Genesis 1.27, we are created in the image of God. We are his children, you might say. We're created in his image. We're stamped with the image of God on us. And so because of that, because he's, we're created by God, he loves us. Now, 
the, God, the love God has for us is a different kind of love. There's a lot of different kind of loves. The, the three that are the most commonly known, I guess there's at least four different types in Greek. Uh, one of those is uh, phileo love, which is friendship love, a love you have for a friend. One is eros love, which is a sexual love. And then the other one that God loves us with is agape love. Now, why is agape love different than any other kind of love? Agape love, this is what makes God's love so amazing. Agape love is a love that's unconditional love. It doesn't matter what you do. It doesn't matter what you do. God still loves you. God loves you, like uh, you think you said, in spite of ourselves. He loves us even when we're not good. He died for us when we weren't good. He died in our, in our place, even when people were mocking him. Even when they mocked him and spit on him and disrobed him and beat him and criticized him and said, you saved others, save yourself. He's mocking him. on the, they're, they're, they're bartering for his clothes as he's hanging on the cross. What did he say? Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. I don't know any one of us in that situation that have said something like that. But he, God had, Jesus had God's agape love because he was part of the Trinity, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. So that's what makes God's love so amazing. Dan. I was going to add, in, in the midst of his suffering, while hanging on the cross, he could have escaped and gotten down, but in the midst of his suffering, he remained on the cross because of his love for us. Yeah, he could have got off the cross, no doubt. He could have counted, called for a thousand angels to come and get him. But they said his, even though he had he had spikes in his his wrists and in his feet, he could have had that taken out. He could have gone away, but he didn't. He stayed there for us because he knew he had he knew he had to do it. There was no other way that Jesus that Jesus Christ. Uh, Clyde, uh, probably the closest thing to agape love that we will witness is a parent's love. Even when our children misbehave, we still love them. We correct them, but we still love them. Exactly. You grieve, and if, they're, if they get away from us, you grieve over them until they come back. You, know, you, you keep praying for them, even if, even if they're dis, disrespectful. You still pray and you still love the children. That's what we, we need to emulate that more. I'm not saying we can't. Let me make this clear. I'm not saying we can't understand. We can't emulate God's agape love, but we'll never do it with perfection like God does it until we get to heaven. Because but we need to, to love people in spite of themselves. Jesus said in, in Matthew 5, I think, verse 34 or 35, love your enemy. Love your enemy. Someone that's trying to hurt and persecute you, you still love them. Man, that's hard to do. That's one of the hardest things to do in life, is to love someone that's being harsh towards you and, and hateful towards you. You still need to love them. Your love can change people. I want you to think about some illustrations uh, as we go on here. If anybody has a good illustration of, of how love has changed somebody, if, uh, you've seen it happen maybe with somebody that, that somebody's love literally changed their life. I'd like to have you share that sometime, uh, kind of a, a spontaneous fresh bread. Share, share about how somebody, God's love uh, changed somebody's life. Let's, go with, let's start with this, this list here of God's amazing love. There's seven things I want to talk about this morning, okay? The first one is, number one, is God's love is, I mentioned earlier, unconditional. For God so loved the world. 
that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. Then it goes on to say, God did not come to this world, but to condemn the world, but to save the world. God is, God is a judgmental God, but his love is even more important and more powerful. God could judge us for what we do and just throw us, cast us into hell. But because of his love for us, if we give our life to him, he will, he will have a place for us in heaven. Keep that in mind. Let's look at a couple more verses that go along with that. Um, I want to look at John, 1 John 4.8. Way back at the back of your Bible, 1 John 4.8 says this. It says this. It says, whoever loves, whoever does not love does not know God, does not know God because God is love. God is love. God is the definition of love. He loves us. He cares for us. He sees our, he sees our, um, what's the word I'm trying to come up with? What can happen through us? I'm, I, I, can, I have, have a hard time coming up with the right word. He, he sees our potential. He sees what we can do. And he believes in us. No one believes in their, as Clyde said earlier, no one believes in the child more than the parent. The parent will be at all your games. They'll be cheering for you. They'll be, they've been rallying you on because they believe in you. They believe in you, they love you, and they, they're there to support you. That's God's love. He's always there to support us. He's always there to protect us. I, I've had a, a strange life in a, in a, early in my life, and I'm not going to go to details right now, but God protected me in some pretty amazing ways when I was a young kid. I'm talking two, three years old. He was protecting me um, and, and uh, guiding me around when I was all by, on my own, walking the city in Iowa. Uh, God took care of me for over a year going out there every day, and he, no one ever touched me, no one ever molested me. I think they thought, maybe they thought I was a setup person or something, but they never, never, uh, God's angels, I think, protected me. He puts his angels around us. If you look at John, look at um, Proverbs 20, 34, God has his angels encamped around us. Think about that. You'll, you'll never know. You'll never know to heaven. The times in your life, when God put his angels around you to protect you, when you maybe didn't even know you were in danger, but you were in danger, but God protected you with his, with his angels and the, his Holy Spirit. God was there for you. So God's unconditional love. We can't earn God's love. We can't earn God's love. It's not because of anything we've done. Just because we're made by him, we bear his image, God loves us. We're part of his family. We're part of his fabric. He's in our life. He's part of our life. Anything good that comes from us is coming from God. Some people mock some sports uh, people when they get a touchdown or they have a, a hit or something like that or whatever, and they'll look up to heaven and go like that. Some people mock that. You know what? That's their problem. That person knows that everything they have, every ability they have comes from the Lord. Everything they have comes from him. Without him, they, they couldn't play a game or they couldn't have a job or anything else. They give all the glory to God for what he's done in their life. And we should also do the same thing. Make sure you give God the credit for whatever happens in your life because he gave you your very breath. 
God gives you your very breath. He keeps your heart pumping. He keeps your, the blood flowing through your body every day. He deserves all the credit and all the glory in our life. So never forget to thank him for all he's done for you. Okay, number two, God's love is everlasting. I almost played a song. I love a song by Dan Fogelberg, but it, it's actually a kind of a love song, but it's such a good song, but it could also be about God's love for us. But it's, it's, uh, it's called um, Longer. It's called Longer. It's, it's a great song. Uh, it's about a love, the love you have for somebody else. It's eternal. There's an eternal love you have for somebody. There's something there that you know you love them. You're always going to love them. You know, for instance, my wife, you know, I didn't date much when I was in Fort Wayne. I could have, but I didn't. I had a car and everything like that. I only dated a couple of girls here in town, but when I got to Ann, I knew she was the right one. There's no doubt. There was no doubt in my mind she was the right one. I always kind of knew it anyway. She was always kind of, I, I always knew she was the one. And, and, of course, we've been together a long time now, and we're, we're very grateful for that, that God brought us together. But God knows us, and God loves us. And God is always there for us. God will take care of you. God will provide for you if you allow him to do so. And even when something bad happens, like one of the songs said today, even when something bad happens in our life, we still give God the glory. We still ask him. We still trust him. In the midst of difficult times, we still trust him. I, I was watching, um, um, if you want, there's a thing called um, Sun, CBS Sunday Morning with Jane Pauley. And it was on last week with Michael J. Fox. Michael J. Fox has... Uh, Parkinson's really badly. He got it when he was young. He had early Parkinson's. And now it's really out of control. I mean, he, he has done so much. His wife, Tracy Pullman, she was on the show with him. Pullen, I believe it was. They, she was on Family Matters with him, Family Ties with him. And they fell in love and got married. And he had to tell her, he said, you know, I've, I got Parkinson's and it's not going to be good. It's going to get worse and worse. Her response was, for better or for worse. We'll do this together. He was on the show with Jane Paul. He's been on many times with her. And he's, she's tracked his progress, or I guess lack of progress. And now, now he's already raised $1.5 billion for Parkinson's research. Been before, he's been before Congress many, many, many times, pleading for them to give more money to Parkinson's research. And now he's really, it's really getting bad now. She said, you know, this is going to probably take you. I couldn't believe she said that on the air. And he says, yeah, but I'm going to keep fighting. I'm going to keep fighting. But his wife, she wasn't, didn't waver. Didn't, he basically said, if you want to get out of, get out of jail card and you want to go, that's fine. She said, no, no, I'm with you for life. You're stuck with me. That's how God feels about us. We're stuck with him. He loves us that much. He's, it's an everlasting love. It's something we can't really understand. There's a word. Um, well, I'm, let, me, let me move out. I'm going to go to the next one here. But we wanna, I want to read the Living Bible. Let me read the Living Bible. I love this Bible. I'm going to read 1 Corinthians 13. Please, if you have your, a Bible with you or an app, if you can get to the uh, Living Bible app, I encourage you to do that. Read 1 Corinthians 13. What a powerful passage this is. The, everyone knows it as the love chapter. The love chapter. And this is written by Paul, but it was really written by God. And Paul would, I'm sure Paul would say that too, because it's so profound. Listen to what it says. First, I just lost my page. First Corinthians 13. Okay. It 
It says this, starting with verse 4, Love is very patient and kind, never jealous or envious, never boastful or rude, never haughty or selfish. Love does not demand its own way. It is not irritable or touchy. It does not hold grudges and will hardly even notice when others do it wrong. It is never glad about injustice, but rejoices whenever truth wins out. If you love someone, you'll be loyal to him no matter what the cost. You will always believe in him, always expect the best of him, and always stand your ground in defending him. All the special gifts and powers from God will someday come to an end. But love goes on forever. Someday, prophecies in speaking in unknown languages and special knowledge, these gifts will disappear. Now we know a little, even with our special gifts, and the preaching of those, must, those gifts are still so poor. But when we have been made perfect and complete, then the need for the inadequate special gifts will end. It's like this. When I was a child, I spoke and thought and reasoned as a child. But when I became a man, my thoughts grew far beyond those of a child. And now I have put away the childish things. In the same way, we can see and understand only a little, a little God about God now. Because we're, like we're appearing in reflection of a, of a poor mirror. But someday we're going to see him in his completeness face to face. Now all I know is a hazy and blurred picture. But then I will see everything clearly, just as God, God has shown me the right things. Three things remain, faith, hope, and love but the greatest of these is love. God's love is so powerful. God's love will remain. Someday, we'll, maybe we'll understand love better. Maybe we'll comprehend it better. But it goes on. God's love goes on forever. Number three, God's love is unchangeable. God's love is unchangeable. What does that mean? Why does, God, why does love change sometimes? You ever had someone break up with you? You ever been dumped? I was dumped by a girl. <laughs> I, I was dumped by a girl. I was, you know, I found out after dating her of a number of months that she was, I was her second boyfriend. She was already still going steady with somebody else. I was wondering why she was always being so very cryptic about how we met because she was trying to do this me on the side. I didn't know that, but um, I'll never forget the day I went, came back from NIU, my first week of NIU. I came to her house to get a final understanding of whether we're going to be together or not be together. When I came in the house, and her mother, I really liked her mom a lot. She was a great lady. I really enjoyed her a lot. And I walked in the family room, and, and, and this girl is sitting on her boyfriend's lap, hugging him. I think I got my answer. I think I figured out where I stood with her then. And I, I just kind of sat there and said, well, <laughs> I guess this is it. And I walked out the door, and I saw her mom, and we kind of almost cried because I enjoyed seeing her. We had good talks and things together. But, you know, we, you know, we, things change. Our love changes sometimes. Don? That's right. That's right. It should be. It should be a commitment, but sometimes it's a feeling. And so, but that's what happens in our life. But you know what? It doesn't happen with God. God's love for us is unchangeable. God's love is, is, is transcendent. Okay, there's a word 
there's a word called immutable. I looked it up last night on Google. I Googled. I thought, I think this is a word that's like unchanging. Guess what? The definition of immutable is unchanging. I was right. Okay? It's just a fancy word for unchanging. God's love for us never changes. No matter what we do, God still loves us. That's how much God cares for us. Proverbs, I'm going to return to Proverbs 3, 11, and 12. I've got to go back here and find that. Proverbs 3, 11, and 12. I hope this is the right one. Sometimes you read a verse, and go, how did that? That doesn't sound right. Let's see what happens here. Give you a second here. I'll pause for a moment. Proverbs 3, 11, and 12. My son, do not despise the Lord's discipline and do not resent his rebuke because the Lord disciplines those he loves. As a father, the son he delights in. God loves us. God wants us to be our best. God expects our best. And he even sees us as our best already. Even when we're failing, God sees our potential. God's always there. He's unchanging. He's immutable. He never changes over time. Number four, the first one is God is un, un, his love is unconditional. The second, God's love is everlasting. The third one is God's love is unchangeable. Number four, God's love is in spite of our, in, in spite of our rebellion, in spite of our mistakes, God still loves us. That's how agape love is different than any kind of love. No matter what you do, God still loves you. It's not because of what you do. It's because of who you are. God loves you, period, okay? Now, I'm going to read the woman at the well. I'm going to read about the woman at the well. You, you know this story, uh, but I want to just read it to you in John chapter 8. Okay? I think I have it marked here. I can find it. John chapter 8. Listen to what this says. Starting with verse 1. John chapter 8, verse 1. It says this. At dawn, he appeared again to the people's court. All the people gathered with him. Just a second here. The lady with the teachers of the law and the Pharisees found a lady caught in the act of adultery. She's a prostitute. She was literally caught in the act of adultery. They pulled her out. They had her stand before the group and said to Jesus, Teacher, this woman was caught in the act of adultery. In the law, Moses commands that we stone such a woman. Now what do, we, now what do you say? They were using this question as a trap in order to have a basis for accusing, for accusing him. But when Jesus bent down and started to write on the ground with his finger, when they kept on questioning him, he straightened up and said to them, Let any one of you who is without sin be the first one to throw a stone at her. Again, he stooped down and he wrote on the ground. I wonder what he wrote on the ground. I think I can speculate a little bit about lust and adultery in your heart. We don't know for sure. Whatever he wrote, it was powerful. At this, those who heard began to go go away one at a time. The older ones first, and then the and when and. Then they dropped their stones and walked away. 
Jesus was left alone with the woman who was caught in the act of adultery, and he was still standing there. Jesus straightened up and asked her, Woman, where are your accusers? Has no one condemned you? She said, No one, sir. And this is what Jesus said, Neither do I accuse you, neither do I condemn you, Jesus declared. Go now and leave your life of sin. Think about that. Jesus had the power to, to put her to death. He said, I'm not going to accuse you. Go and sin no more. He could see she was repentant in her heart. And he forgave her of her sin, just like he forgives us of our, of our sin. He wants us to confess our sin. Not because he can't forgive you without that, but he wants us to acknowledge our sin. First John 1 John 1.9 says, If you confess your sin, God is faithful and just and will forgive you of your sins and cleanse you from all unrighteousness. God's loves us in spite of our rebellion. In spite of our rebellion. Number four, five. God's love loves us without limits. What does it mean to love without limits? It's just, it goes on and on. It's infinite. I want to read, uh, again, one of my favorite passages is first um, Psalm 103. If you turn to your Bible or mark it, I'd really recommend you read this. Psalm 103. I've just, I love this psalm. I really do. It says this, praise the Lord, O my soul, and in, your, all my, in my almost inmost being, praise his holy name. Praise the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Forget not all of his benefits to us. Okay? Who forgives us all your sins and heals all your diseases. Who redeems your life from the pit and crowns you with the love and compassion. Who satisfies your desires with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. The Lord works righteousness and justice for all the oppressed. Now listen to this. The Lord is compassionate and gracious, verse 8, slow to anger, abounding in love. He will not always accuse, nor will he harbor his anger forever. He does not treat us as our sins deserve. He does not treat us as our sins deserve or repay us according to our iniquities. For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his love for those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far as he removed our transgressions from us. As the Father has compassion on his children, so the Lord has compassion on those who fear him. For he knows the, how we were formed. He remembers we came from dust. I love that passage. God has a boundless love for us, a never-ending love for us. He forgives us. He doesn't treat us as our sins deserve. He treats us with 100% love all the time. Number six, God's love is filled with grace. We just got through reading that passage. God doesn't treat us as our sins deserve. God gives us grace. God is a gracious God. He loves us. He cares for us. That's why he's given us eternal life and forgiveness of sins. He gives us his whole, he even thinks of us now on this earth. When he leaves, he gives us the Holy Spirit. We have the Holy Spirit in us. He literally lives inside of our bodies. I hope I've made that, that concept clear that the Holy Spirit is a part of God that literally lives inside of you. He guides you. He directs you. He tells you right. He tells you wrong. You've ever had a time when you're about ready to do something wrong, God said, no, 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 don't do it. Don't go there. Don't say that. Don't say that. It's going to get you in trouble. He protects you. He's your internal you're, he's God inside of you telling you what you should what you shouldn't do. Maybe he says, go talk to that person about me. Go talk to that person about Jesus. You know, help that person in need. They need your help right now. 
you go, you go to where you're needed, and you, and you help people because the Holy Spirit directs you to that person. That's how much he loves you. He gives you his word. This is our guidebook for life. It tells us how to live our life. And then finally, number seven, God's love is extravagant and expensive. God's love is extravagant and expensive. Why is it so expensive? Why? How do you know God's love is expensive? Anybody? Yes. Well, the answer is uh, he gave his life, so uh, that's the ultimate sacrifice. He gave his son. Jesus had his own son sacrifice and die on the cross for our sins because he loved us so much. That's, that's how expensive it was. He gave his own son because he loved us so much. God loves us so much that he, was, that he gave his son Jesus Christ to die on the cross for our sins that we might not perish. He wants to save our lives. He wants to give us a new life. Actions speak louder than words. Actions speak louder than words. Look at John 15, verse 13. John 15, verse 13. Okay? Listen to what it says, what Jesus said. John 15, verse 13. Jesus says this. Is greater, let's start with verse, yeah. Greater love has no one than this, that he lay down his life for his friend. You are my friends if you do what I command. I no longer call you servants because a servant does not know his master's business. Instead, I call you friends for everyone that is, has, has learned from my father, everything I've learned from my father, I have made known to you. Do you realize that? You are Jesus' friend. Jesus lay down his life for you. They didn't know it was going to happen at John 15 yet. He did it a little bit later on, but soon after that he said that he did that. But Jesus calls you his friend. We're his friends. We're, God shares intimate things about life with us. You know, I believe God, there's a thing called general revelation. We learned this in seminary. Things that everyone can know about God, but there's also specific revelation God gives you directly because you're a ch his child. He tells you secrets. He tells you how to do things. He gives you wisdom. You ever had God show you something that you needed to know? I can't quite explain it, but there's sometimes God just gives you understanding about things that you didn't understand. God, is his love is extravagant and expensive. If you, for all that are on Facebook, if you have not given your life to Christ, I please, and I encourage you right now, to please give your life to Christ because all these benefits I'm talking about are for those that love the Lord. He gives some things to all people, but he gives us, for those that receive Christ, he gives you salvation. He gives you, he gives you eternal life. So let's, I, just, I want to encourage you to pray a prayer like, Lord Jesus, I, I know I'm a sinner and right now I give you my life. I give you my heart and I want to give you, I want to be a part of your family. I want to be a child of God. So right now I give you my life. And I want to serve you from this day forward. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. That is the best decision you'll ever make your entire life. It will be a great day, May 7th in 2023. So that's the day that I gave my life to Jesus Christ. Thank you, and God, God loves you, and we love you too. We'll see you next Sunday. Thank you.